Well, hello there, and welcome to Episode 7 of The Story Behind the Tunes. My name is Calvin Volrath. I come from St. Paul, Alberta, up in cold Canada here in December. I'm going to tell you the stories about some tunes that I've written over the years. I've written near 800 tunes, and I'm just winging it. i got no plan. I'm going tune by tune here. Nothing's in chronological order. So I suspect we might be here for, oh, 40, 45, who knows, maybe 50 minutes. Sit back and enjoy. The tune you're listening to right now, this is called Dolores. That is Dolores. Let me tell you, way back in the early 1980s, I was living in Edmonton, and I used to play lots of old-time dances around town. And uh, this particular night, we were playing at uh, the Yellowhead Hotel. We played lots at the Yellowhead down in the basement. And I got a phone call from uh, Janet and Fonsi Delory. They were originally from Antigonish, Nova Scotia. And they were now living in Edmonton, and uh, they were—they had been talking to Ivan Hicks, the great Ivan Hicks from New Brunswick, and they said, "We're living out in Edmonton. Do you know any fiddle players out there?" Uh, and he mentioned my name. Check out Calvin Volrath. He, he's a good fiddler, and I think he's making some good dance music. And Janet and Fonsi, they're great, great dancers. They're—they're they're, uh, when they double step, I'll tell you what—it's just pure magic. Well, anyways, they had heard on the radio or they heard somehow that I was playing at this old time dance at uh, at the Yellowhead and uh, they called me up and uh, introduced themselves and uh, I said, I I think the dance is all sold out. It was uh, it was all sold out. There was no tickets left. Uh, They said, hey, that doesn't mean that we're coming. We're going to be there. We're going to wait in the lobby. Maybe somebody doesn't show up and maybe two tickets will arrive and 
Well, I thought that was so darn special. These people must really love fiddle music. Well, we started to play that night, and uh, as I was looking, the, the the door to get in was just directly right beside the stage, and I remember looking to the right, and I could see these couple of heads poking through the door there, and I said, I wonder if that's Janet and Fonsie. Well, the dance was sold out, and they couldn't get in, but they were enjoying the music listening outside the door there out in the lobby. Well, when the break, when we took our first break, I went out and found them and introduced myself. I said, hey, I'll get you into the dance here somehow. So I actually got them into the dance, and I was so excited to see them dance. And uh, I'll tell you what, it is just absolute joy to see they, they, they dance as one when their feet get going. It looks like there's one of them dancing, and the smile on their face, their feet are right in sync. Well, many years later, I was playing at another old-time dance in Edmonton at the for the Prairie Schooner uh, Dance Club, uh, and this was old-time dance music again. And uh, I had seen Janet and Fonsi dance lots over the ten years or something since I had known them, and I was playing at the dance this night, and all of a sudden, this melody came into my mind that just reminded me I could see Janet and Fonsi dancing to this tune, and it, I just I was just humming the tune in my head, and I hollered to the boys in the band, "Hey, here's one." G gonna it's a brand new tune I haven't played it before but I think it's a great dancing tune well they kicked it off it only had a couple of chords in it and this tune it really reminded me of Janet and Fonsi so I called it Dolores that was recorded on an album called uh, Too Close for Comfort it was recorded live off the floor back in the day when I was doing that live to two track Trent Bruner was on piano Derek Stremel was on rhythm guitar and I was playing the old fiddle there. That is no longer available. It was only available on cassette way back then, and uh, now that's been digitized, and you can get that off my website, calvinvolrath.com, and you can get that as an MP3 digital download. I put two albums together called uh, uh, Cracklin' Fire and Too Close for Comfort. Get those both together. Back in the 1990s, I started teaching at a fiddle camp in uh, Montana for the Montana State Fiddlers Association. The folks that were running that camp were good friends of mine. It was the Buckley family, Fred Buckley, Jeannie Buckley, and, and the kids. Well, it was Fred and Jeannie that were running it. Well, they had come up to a fiddle camp I was teaching at in Saskatchewan at Emma Lake, and they absolutely loved it. And, they thought, why can't we have something like this down in Montana? So they talked to their Fiddlers Association down there, and they organized, and they have a great camp still going to this day down in Montana. Well, I think the year was 1999. It was in Avon, Montana, down near Helena. And uh, I remember Jeannie asking me, uh, uh, Calvin, uh, you know that I love the waltzes, and uh, you know how much I love double stops. And she says, I really, really like the key of E. Do you think there's a chance you could write me a waltz in the key of E? All with double stops. I thought, hey, Jeannie, that's asking a whole lot there. That's going to be tough for me to do. Don't play an E all that often. Anyways, by the time the day was over, I came up with this waltz, and uh, it's it's all double stops. There's no single notes in it at all. Double stops means playing uh, two notes at the same time. Well, this is called Genie.
That's a beautiful waltz for a beautiful lady. Thank you so much, Jeannie, for the inspiration. Jeannie's a great, great guitar player. Uh, her and Fred, whenever I get down there into uh, Montana, they're always backing me up. And she's a good fiddle player and a good singer. That whole family, they're so talented. Um, that is on an album called Calvin Volrath Waltzes, which was released in 2002. Trent Bruner was playing the piano, and I was playing all the rest of those instruments. You can get that at calvinvolrath.com as a CD or as an MP3 digital download. I got my very first fiddle on December 25th, 1968. I was eight years old. My dad was a fiddle player, and I wanted to be a fiddle player. And My dad, he didn't know how to read music. He just played by ear, but he was a wonderful player. And my dad, he wanted me to learn by uh, learning music, learning what it all, what it was all about. And I kind of thought Dad knew what it was all about because when he played, it sounded good. I even recognized that at the age of eight, and that's why I wanted to fiddle. But we had some famous people in our town. There some famous fiddle players. There was uh, Alfie Meyer and Frankie Rogers and Ole Christensen. These were big time fiddle players. We used to see them on the on the Gaby Hawes, the Chuck Wagon show. And anyways, Alfie had a music store in Edmonton called the House of Banjo, and it was in the West End. And I guess I was, uh, also, I guess it must have been in 1969 after I started playing the fiddle there for a few months. Remember, Dad put me in the car, and he said, we're going down to Alfie Meyer's music. I'm going to see if we can get him to teach you how to play, because he was real good. Anyways, we walked in the door. I can remember it. This is, my goodness, this is... 51 years ago I can remember walking in the door there dad and I and walking up to the counter and there was Alfie Meyer he had a he had some like an apron on because he was fixing fiddles and fixing guitars and banjos whatever they were doing I don't know anyways he greeted us and my dad said hey my name's Art Volrath I'm a fiddle player and I'm a big fan of your fiddling this is my boy Calvin and he just got a fiddle and uh uh, I'm wondering if we could get you to teach him how to fiddle. And Alfie says, no, you can't get me. And uh, he was, he said, I, he said, I'd love to teach. He said, but I'm just real busy with this music store we got. And so I don't have any time to do any teaching, but uh, he encouraged us along. Well, I'm thinking it might've been four or five years after that, there was a radio program on Edmonton. Uh, it was on CJCA Radio, and it was a talk show. It was Bill Jackson and Bill Matheson. And every now and then, it was a talk show. People would phone in and talk about this and that. And I remember one night, they were having a talent contest on there. People could phone in and sing or play the spoons or dance, whatever they wanted to do on the telephone. You had to phone in on the telephone and uh, ex display your talent over the phone. Well, I had been playing fiddle. I was maybe 13 or 14 years old or something. I don't know. Anyways, I dialed this radio show up, the Bill and Bill show, and I played, uh, I played a fiddle tune. Played an old fiddle tune. And I was playing pretty good already when I was 13 or 14 years old because it kind of pretty come, it just come natural you know, being brought up in the house, dad playing all the time. And I remember meeting Alfie Meyer at a fiddle contest, maybe three or four years after uh, this radio program that I was on. And he said, hey, he said, my wife Lydia and I, we were laying in bed and we were listening to the Bill and Bill show a few years ago. And listen, they had a talent contest. And he said, this fiddle player come on 
started playing the fiddle. And he thought to myself, now who, who the heck is this? Calvin Volrath. He didn't remember my, my name from when my dad and I went into his store a few years before that. He said, Calvin Volrath. He says, it sounds like some old guy. He plays like an old guy. He sounds like a seasoned veteran. Didn't have a clue who it was. And he met me at this fiddle contest and realized that that was me. This was just some young kid. He couldn't believe it. Well, Alfie and I have become good, dear friends ever since then. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he's got a son by the name of Byron that's also a wonderful fiddle player. And we met Byron when Byron was just maybe seven or eight years old. We were going to the fiddle contests and uh, uh, Alfie would be competing, I'd be competing, and little Byron would be there. And, and uh, Byron now owns the, the, the music store. It's called Myers Music in Edmonton, a great store. Uh, the fiddle I play on today, that's where it come from, from Myers' store there. Well, uh, so uh, back in, I think the year was uh, maybe 1999, I wrote them a tune. And this is called The Myers.
That's right, the Myers. Hey, those fellas there, them boys, they're two of the best guys that you will ever meet. And they fiddle so good. They're as good as they come. I'll tell you what, if you're ever in Edmonton, go stop in at the Myers store. Uh, Dad, old Alfie, he's in there once in a while still. Comes in to visit and play a couple of tunes. And uh, they're just fiddle royalty in Edmonton. Alfie, I believe, is 87 years old now. And I mean, and he, he, he looks great. You'd never know he was 87. And he fiddles great. You'd never know he was 87 the way, the way he fiddles. Alfie plays in my band, Calvin Volrath and Country Swing. We've been playing together for probably, oh, 10 years or something now. We play four or five times a year. This year, we've only had the chance to play twice. I think we played in January. And then March, the pandemic hit. And in August, we we were able to go out and play for a wedding out in the country for a barn dance. Uh, so that was great. And we look forward to COVID getting out of the way so we can get back out and playing some more music. Thanks for the inspiration, Byron and Alfie. That was released on an album called Steppin' Out. That album, I, w- I played all the instruments on that album. I was just kind of getting into doing my own home recordings here. And uh, so that was released in 1999. You can get that as a CD or as a MP3 digital download from calvinvolrath.com. In 1988, I got hired to teach at a fiddle camp in Saskatchewan. I had never heard of a fiddle camp before, as anybody in Canada had at that point, I don't think. Um, Sandy Cameron called me up and said, we're going to have a fiddle camp up at Emma Lake, which is in northern Saskatchewan. We'd like you to come and teach. So away I went, uh, didn't know anything about teaching because I really don't know what I'm doing either. Uh, I just play by ear. Uh, but it was uh, just turned out to be an, a, a, a game changer, a life changer. I got up there. It was in July of, uh, of uh, 88. And uh, I got there. They put me in some cabin way out up, geez, about a, maybe a, a quarter of a mile from the rest of the camp because the camp was full. All the cabins were taken and well, the first morning I slept in, I didn't hear the dinner bell, and it was so dark with all the trees, and they thought, okay, we're going to have to do something and get Calvin a little closer into the camp. And, and there was one cabin in that camp that was owned by the person that originally owned the land. His name was August Kenderdine. He was an artist. And when he passed away, he willed this land uh, to the University of Saskatchewan. And his homestead cabin, just a tiny, tiny little cabin, uh, had a little bedroom in it. And then uh, and, and outside the bedroom was, uh, you know, I think the, it might have been maybe 10 feet wide and 20, 25 feet long or something, something like that. There was room in there for a table and a wood stove and a couple of chairs. That was it. Well... They said, I wonder if we can let Calvin stay in there. They weren't really letting anybody stay in there. This was just kind of like a museum piece. But they thought that I I can't be sleeping in every morning. So they said, okay, we're going to let you stay in Kenderdine's cabin. And that was Cabin 9. It was called Cabin 9. Well, let me tell you, Cabin 9 became my home for the next... See, that was 1988... Uh, and then I, I, we were there till 2005. So that was like 17 years or something. That was my home for when I'd go to Emma Lake. And, and for many, many years, we were there for like a whole month for four weeks. And Cabin 9, it became the social 
center of the fiddle camp. It, that cabin was right in the middle of the camp. Everybody walked by it to go to all the other cabins, and uh, it was a special, special place. We wrote lots of tunes in there. We had lots of uh, parties. I mean, uh, uh, no, late-night workshops, excuse me. Uh, it, it, it's a special, special place in my heart. And and I, the place probably, you could fit five or four or five people in there comfortably. Many, many nights we would have 20 or 25 people in there, along with TV cameras from CBC or whatever, trying to capture the moments and and so there was a few dances happened in uh, Cabin 9 over the years. and So this is a tune that I wrote called Dancing in Cabin 9.
That's Dancing in Cabin 9. John Lacey, Dr. John Lacey, the fella that got me interested in steel guitar. He's playing the fine steel guitar on there. Richard Cherneski is uh, playing the lead guitar. Trent Bruner's playing the piano. We recorded that right in my living room. I was living in Edmonton, had my first studio set up called Dining Room Studios. That was recorded on an album called Jiggin' at the OK Corral. It was released in 1998. You can get that as an MP3 digital download from calvinvolrad.com. The CD, I don't believe, is available anymore. Such great, wonderful memories of Cabin 9 and Emma Lake. I entered my very, very first fiddle contest. I was, uh, believe I was 13 years old, and it had taken place at the Lakeview Pavilion, Cooking Lake, Alberta, just outside of Edmonton. It was a contest sponsored by the CFCW radio station. The contest was called the Gold Fiddle Contest, and the MC for the contest, his name was Bev Monroe. Bev was a huge, huge, uh, he was a big star in the Edmonton area. He was a radio DJ at uh, CFCW. They called him Tall in the Saddle. Well, I got to know Bev over the years there at these, some of these fiddle contests. And well, one time uh, there was a fellow in Edmonton, in Edmonton by the name of Joe Kozak. He had a recording studio and he was looking for a fiddle player. I'm suspecting that Alfie Meyer was probably busy or they would have been getting Alfie. And he happened to ask Bev, Bev, do you know any, any fiddle players? I need a fiddle player for a recording session. And Bev says, hey, well, there's this young guy who comes to these fiddle contests and he's a, he's a good fiddler. Give him a call. So Joe got me out to play. Uh, I hadn't. I really knew nothing about country music. I was just a fiddle player. I just played fiddle tunes. I didn't know nothing about being a backup fiddle player. But I went there and kind of minded my p's and q's and kind of did what I was told and played in the holes. And I played on my very very first recording session. Thanks to Bev Monroe, I played on a Scotty Stevenson record. And Scotty was a singer from Kalmar, Alberta. He was kind of a big star back in the day as well, Scotty. And I believe maybe it was his daughter, Debbie, Scotty and Debbie Stevenson. Well, it was thanks to Bev that I got my first recording session. And then I recorded my first albums. I think one, two, maybe, I think I recorded my first two albums at Joe Kozak's studio there. So this whole recording thing really started off with Bev introducing me to a recording studio in town. Bev passed away a few years ago, and it was a great guy. Well, I wrote him a tune. This is called Bev's Tall in the Saddle.
right on. Bev, he definitely was tall in the saddle. Bev was a great uh, country singer. He wrote some wonderful songs, uh, and he was a great storyteller. He had the best jokes every morning on his radio program. I believe it was five after eight. He would have what he called the knee slapper. Everybody looked forward to that. That tune was uh, released on an album called The Journey. It was released in 2014. The wonderful Paul Dacier is playing piano on there, and I'm playing the rest of the instruments. You can get that as a CD or as a digital download uh, from calvinvolrath.com. The last few weeks, I've been trying to feature uh, a tune that I've composed for somebody in my family. Well, here's one for my sister. I have one sister. Her name is Sharon. My mom and dad were married in 1942, and shortly after the they got married, uh, dad had to go overseas to war, to World War II. Well, right about nine months after dad left for the war, uh, mom, she had a baby, had a little baby girl that uh, she never got to meet her dad until she was three years old. I can imagine that would have been a pretty special moment way back then. And how, and then the special times all started to happen because uh, Sharon was blessed with uh, six brothers after that. She was the only girl with six boys. How special is that? What a lucky girl she is. And I love her to pieces, and she's doing fine to this day. And this is a waltz that I wrote for her. It's called A Waltz for Sharon.
cover, my sister Sharon. Thank you for the inspiration, sis. I love you. And uh, with COVID here, we haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, but uh, this is we see a light at the end of the tunnel there with uh, the vaccinations coming out and looking forward to seeing you. This is available on my album called Calvin Volrath Waltzes. Uh, just like the last Waltz Genie, it's on the same album, uh, released in 2002. And you can get it as a CD or you can get it as a digital MP3 download from CalvinVolrath.com. Trent Bruner is on the piano and uh, the great Freddie Pelche is playing lead guitar on there. And I'm playing the rest of the instruments. A few weeks ago, I did a... a uh, I kind of themed my uh, episode about uh, the inspirations I got from when I was over in Shetland. We had the great fortune to play in Shetland three times over the years. And every time we were up there, we met wonderful, wonderful people. And I think I featured six or seven or eight tunes in that episode. And there were more tunes. I just couldn't get to them all. And we're going to feature one here right now. Uh, this is a fella that we met up in Shetland. Uh, and he, he comes from, uh, I believe, Newcastle, England. He's a fiddle player, but he was great friends with uh, the Shetland fiddle players, with the Scullies and all those. And whenever we played up there, he was there. His name is Roddy Matthews. And I can remember uh, every time we'd get to a hall, there'd somebody would have to bring in a PA system. And Roddy was always there helping. He was always there helping bring in the gear. And at the end of the night, he was the first guy to help tear it down and load up the van with the gear. Well, I nicknamed him Roddy the Roadie. And uh, he just loved the music we played. Didn't matter if we played waltzes or reels or western swing or whatever. He just lo- he loved it. And this is a western swing tune called Roddy the Roadie. <laughs>
<laughs> right on, Roddy the Roadie. It, uh, Roddy, he uh, he actually hired us to come over and do some shows over in uh, Glasgow, Scotland, and at the Sage Theatre in Newcastle back in 2006. Roddy, we'd look forward to coming back over your way again sometime soon. Fingers are crossed. That was released on an album called Just for the Swing of It. I'm playing all the instruments on there. It was released in, uh, I'm thinking, 2004. This is only available as a MP3 digital download from CalvinVolrath.com. A big shout out one more time to my good buddy Mike Gilmore, who's in Edmonton, and uh, he's his company is called Collectors Corner. He's got fiddles, he's got bows, he's got strings, chin pads, shoulder pads. If you need to get your fiddle fixed, if you need to get your bow rehaired, whatever you want, he's got it. He's the guy to to call, and he's working on a website. I've been saying that for a few weeks. Now I'm, I suspect it's going to be done real soon, but you can send him an email to M as in mother, Gilmore as in happy Gilmore, G-I-L-M-O-R-E at shaw.ca. You let him know what you're looking for uh, or any kind of a fiddle question. Just send him a message and he'll do his best to get right back at you to answer your question. He won't do you no wrong. We got time to do one more tune in this episode. You know, I think back to my uh, days way back when I was a teenager playing for the for the, uh, the the Métis folks over at the Native Friendship Center in downtown Edmonton. There was a square dance caller. His name was Clarence Phillips. And he could never really understand any words he was saying, but he had so much rhythm. He'd be calling like that. And every now and then you'd hear, yeah, I'll jump up and you never come down. And I thought, you all jump up and you never come down. Wouldn't that be the dance? Well, I just love the rhythm of that. And often when I'm writing a jig or uh, when I'm playing a jig, I have that saying going on in my head. You all jump up and you never come down. Because it's so much rhythm. I, to me, if you can hum that or you get that thing going on in your head, you should be able to drive a jig pretty good. Well, so I wrote it a tune. This is called You All Jump Up and You Never Come Down.
and you end up coming down. <laughs> there you go. Takes me back to the old square dance days. That's released on an album called TGIF. Thank God it's fiddle. Released in 2016, Jeremy Rusu is on the piano, and I'm playing the rest of the instruments. You can get that as a CD or as a digital MP3 download from CalvinVolraf.com. Well, that's it. Episode 7 of The Story Behind the Tunes. I hope you enjoyed that. I had fun reminiscing the tunes once again. Stay tuned back again next week. Next week, we're into 2021. Thank God 2020 is over and we can get on with something new and hopefully things are better. But you know what? There's a silver lining in everything and we found some magical things in 2020 as well. Feel free to send me a comment, calvinvolrath at gmail, or if you can comment on your podcast stream you're on, go ahead. Share it with your friends. Let everybody know about it. Be greatly appreciated. Until next time, stay safe, take care, and have a good day.